Blog Talk Radio.
Christ is born, Jesus Christ is born, let all of heaven and earth rejoice on this Christmas morn, Jesus Christ is born, the Savior of the world, let all of heaven and earth rejoice, Jesus Christ is born, Prophets and the prophets spoke the word. That word was spread throughout the land. Prepare the way of the Lord. And the angels told the shepherds, and the shepherds bowed to pray. Then the angels and the shepherds and the wise men sang this song on Christmas Day. They were singing, Jesus Christ is born. Jesus Christ is born. Let all of heaven and earth rejoice on this Christmas morn.
Glory to God. Glory to God. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Polyphify each and everybody, whether you're listening on the phone lines tonight, whether you're listening on the podcast, whether you're listening on Twitter, Facebook, however you're listening, or you're listening back on Blog Talk Radio, however you're listening. Thank you for joining me on tonight. I pray that the word of the Lord will be a blessing to you. Father God, I thank you for giving me the strength to sit before your people tonight to give them the word the way that you gave it to me. So that your name may get the glory, God. I ask that you use me to your benefit, however you see fit. In the name of Jesus, amen. Let's get right into it for tonight. The foundational text comes from Matthew chapter 14, verses 6 to 13. That's Matthew chapter 14, verses 6 to 13. And I'm going to read it from the Passion Translation, the TPT. During Herod's birthday celebration, the daughter of Heronius danced before Herod and all his distinguished guests. So he said to her in front of them all, I give you my oath. Ask me anything you wish, and it will be yours. Because she had been instructed by her mother, she said, I want the head of John the baptizer here on a platter. This grieved the king, but because of his oath in front of all of his guests, he had John beheaded in prison. They brought in, they brought in his head and displayed it to her on a platter, and she then had it shown to her mother. John's disciples went into the prison and carried his body away and buried it. Then they left to find Jesus and tell him what had happened. Verse 12 and 13 are the verses that I'm really going to focus on, so I'm going to read it again. John's disciples went into the prison and carried his body away and buried it. Then they left to find Jesus and tell him what had happened. On hearing this, Jesus slipped away privately by boat to be alone. Upon hearing this, Jesus slipped away privately by boat to be alone. But when the crowds discovered he had sailed away, they emerged from all the nearby towns and followed him on foot. John's disciples leaving to find Jesus and tell him what had happened in verse 12 of tonight's foundational text would be like would be like somebody coming to tell you and me, God forbid, that a loved one is deceased. Or it would be like you and me, God forbid, receiving a phone call that a loved one had been in a bad accident. It's the same thing. They just delivered the news to Jesus on foot and not by the phone. But it's the same thing had we got a call, had had somebody told us about a loved one. They had to go and find Jesus and tell him that his cousin had been beheaded. But hearing the news had the same impact. It had the same impact that it would have had had it been a phone call, had it been one of us that heard the news, God forbid. 
on hearing the news that his cousin, John the Baptist, had been beheaded. Verse 13 says, Jesus slipped away privately by boat to be alone. Jesus slipped away privately by boat to be alone. You see that? He he wanted to be alone. Read it for yourself in your own private time. He wanted to be alone and process the news. You see, Jesus was Jesus was both man and God. Jesus was both man and God when he walked this earth, which means he had to know at some point that John would be beheaded. That's the God part of him. So he had to know at some point that John would be beheaded. But, beloved, knowing it doesn't always prepare you for the reality of it. Knowing it doesn't always prepare you for the reality of it. I'm a living witness. God showed me in a vision that my grandmother was going to die. I knew before she passed that she wasn't going to be here that much longer. She was going to pass. But ask me if knowing it made the reality reality of it any better. I was a wreck, y'all. But still I give God the glory because he did prepare me beforehand. But still the reality of it, it was rough. So, beloved, I'm a living witness when it when it comes to being prepared. For some things, there's no such thing. I'm a living witness when that thing becomes reality. When that thing becomes reality, when it becomes really real, it just hits different. It just hits different. So it really doesn't matter if Jesus knew or not. Because he still, as a man, had to process the reality of his beloved cousin's death. He still had to process as a man, because remember I told you he was both man and God when he walked the earth. So the man side of him still had to process that his cousin was gone. You see, John the Baptist wasn't just some distant cousin, but he was the one who prepared the way for Jesus. He wasn't just some distant cousin, but he was the one who had prepared the way for Jesus in Matthew 3, NIV. Many of us know, think about it, think about it a minute. Many of us know exactly how it feels to lose the person who prepared the way, to lose the person who made a way for us all these years. Many of us know that feeling, what it feels like to lose the person who prepared the way the person who made a way for us all these years. John the Baptist, the the Passion Translation says John the Baptizer, but most translations says John the Baptist. John the Baptist was that person for Jesus. He was that person for Jesus. He prepared a way, prepared the way for Jesus. He was that person for Jesus. He wasn't just some distant cousin, but he was the one. You remember he was the one who leaped in his mother's womb at the sound of Mary's voice, which means, think about it, if you've been connected to Politifier any for any given time, then you know I like to make you think of Politifier, so think about it, which means that Jesus and Mary instantly connected with the spirit of John the Baptist, even before birth and caused movement. 
The scripture says, when Elizabeth heard, heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. That's the part I like. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Luke 1, verse 41 from the NIV. Again, the baby in Elizabeth's womb was John the Baptist. He responded to Mary's voice. Mary, who was also pregnant at the time with Jesus. Therefore, Jesus and John had a connection even before birth. Therefore, Jesus and John had a connection even before birth. And so Jesus really needed some time to process the reality of life without him, the reality of life without his beloved cousin, without John the Baptist, because a bond like that doesn't just go away. And I know many of us can testify. We've had bonds with loved ones who have passed on, and that bond does not just go away because they're not physically here. You can still feel it, and sometimes it feels like the bond is still, and like everything just happened yesterday. That's a part of grieving. Is normal. For somebody going through that, it's normal. And so Jesus really needed some time to process the reality of life without him. Because a bond like that doesn't just go away. Unfortunately, the people in tonight's foundational text wouldn't give him that time. They wouldn't give him the time he needed. The crowd still showed up. The crowd still showed up. Many of you can relate to that. Life still goes on. Without that person, life still goes on. The crowd still shows up. Your boss still calls. Your husband still needs this or that. Your children still need this or that. Your wife still needs this or that. Regardless of how you're feeling on the inside, you still got people that are crowding you, and they need this or that. And they expect you to deliver. Jesus, Jesus wasn't allowed to grieve. Jesus wasn't allowed to grieve. He had to push the side of him that wanted for a minute at least to to respond like a man. He had to push the side of him, the side of him that wanted to respond for a minute at least, wanted to respond like a man. He had to push that side of him back. He had to push that back and be Jesus for the people. He had to push that back, push that aside, and be Jesus for the people. Did you hear me? He had to be Jesus for the people. Who do you feel like you have to be for the people around you? Who do you feel you have to be for the people around you? Somebody, you feel like you got to perform for the people. You feel like you got to perform for the people, perform for your children, etc. to the point that you can't really express how you feel right now for yourself to the point that you can't really express how you feel right now for yourself. Somebody, you almost feel selfish for wanting to to take some time for yourself. Somebody, you almost feel selfish for wanting to take some time for yourself. Beloved, let me tell you, you are not being selfish. But love, let me tell you, you are not being selfish. There's so much on you right now. There's so much on you right now. You actually need some me time. Hear me, you actually need some me time. And there's nothing wrong with that. Somebody, you're tired. 
and you're starting to feel the physical side effects of holiday depression. Somebody, you're tired, and you're starting to feel the physical side effects of holiday depression in your body. Guess what? Because Jesus is always our ultimate example. Guess what Jesus did when he got tired as a man? He didn't get tired as God, but he got tired when he was a man walking his earth. Guess what Jesus did when he got tired as a man? He rested. For a blank period, he rested. He didn't try to push himself to continue like some of you are doing right now. He didn't try to push himself to continue like some of you are doing right now. No, Jesus rested. He accepted that his that his body needed rest. He accepted the fact that his body needed rest. So he physically rested. The scripture says Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. Jesus, as tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. Don't miss that part. It was about noon. You mean to tell me Jesus rested in the middle of the day? He sure did. It, it, scripture, the scripture lets us know it was about noon. And last time I checked, noon was considered in the middle of the day. It was about noon. You mean to tell me Jesus, our precious Jesus, rested in the middle of the day? He sure did. And what does that tell you? That should tell you to rest when you need to. If Jesus could rest when he needed to, then you should rest when you need to. Beloved, rest when you need to. There's no shame in resting in the middle of the day. If that's what it takes to get you through what you're going through. Why am I telling you all of this? I'm telling you all of this. Because you you need to really see and know for yourself. I'm telling you all of this because you really need to see and know for yourself that Jesus understands what you're going through. Jesus understands what you're going through, especially right now in this season. Remember, remember, remember. Remember Hebrews 4 and 15 from the Amplified talks about how Jesus, as a high priest, knows exactly how it feels to be human. He knows exactly how it feels to be human in every, every respect as we are, yet without committing any sin. That's Hebrews 4 and 15 from the Amplified. So if there ever was a time that Jesus Jesus knew and was tempted to fall into depression, if there was ever a time that Jesus knew and was tempted to fall into depression, it was when John the Baptist, his cousin, was beheaded. And notice I said he was tempted. Notice I said he was tempted. So he understands how you're feeling. But he didn't fall into depression. But he didn't fall into depression. Though the temptation to do so was there. And just in case you didn't know, you didn't see the flyer. Tonight's message is entitled, Holiday Depression. Tonight's message. Beloved, Jesus understands. He understands. Jesus understands the loss of a loved one. Jesus understands tragedy. Jesus understands wanting to just withdraw. Because some of y'all, you just want to withdraw. You want to be by yourself. You want to be alone for a while to process it all. Jesus understands. 
Jesus understands knowing something and then have the reality of it hit and hit hard. He understands what it feels like to know something, to think you prepared for it, and then have the reality of that thing hit and hit hard. Jesus understands trying to process loss and live through it. He understands, hear me, he understands trying to process loss and live through it. Jesus understands just being plain tired, plain old tired. Time of year is hard for many. It is. It's hard for many. Depression can easily set in as you are missing a loved one. But I need you to know. That's why I went through all the examples I went through in the Bible with scriptures and with the revelation that the Holy Spirit gave me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You always come through. But I went through all of all of that that the Holy Spirit gave me, downloaded to me, because I need you to know that Jesus understands firsthand what you're going through. And he is praying for you. Now, that's powerful. He is praying for you. Somebody, I need you to take confidence in knowing that Jesus himself is praying for you. Not somebody who has no idea what you're going through. Not somebody who has no idea what you're going through. But Jesus himself is praying for you. He's interceding, even right now, on your behalf. Hebrews 7 and 25 from the NIV says, Therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to God through him because, here it is, because he always lives to intercede for them. It's Hebrews 7 and 25 from the NIV. The Passion Translation, the TPT says, because he lives to pray continually for them. Jesus is right now praying continually for you and for me. Therefore, tonight, family, all we have to do is thank him. Let's thank him. We are thankful for you, Jesus, for your intercession, prayers, for being so understanding of our feelings in this season. We are thankful. Jesus, we thank you. And we say happy birthday in advance. You know, we're not sure exactly when your birthday was. Some say September. But I say, since it's this season, and everybody want to say Merry Christmas, I must say happy birthday to you and celebrate on your behalf because you deserve it. So, Jesus, we say thank you. We say glory. We say hallelujah to your precious name. And also we say happy birthday. This concludes the message, but let's talk salvation. Wait a minute. Let's talk salvation because everybody on the sound of my voice is not saved. But you can get saved tonight. That's the good news. It don't take much. It just takes a sincere heart, opening up and confessing and believing with just an ounce of an ounce of faith. The scripture says just a mustard seed of faith. That's all. That's all. But I'm going to run you through this because somebody needs to hear it. Hebrews 4.15 from Amplified says, we do not have a high priest. I just read this part of it. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize and understand our weaknesses and temptations, but one who has been tempted, knowing exactly how it feels to be human in every respect as we are, yet without committing any sin, which means that there is nothing, hear me somebody, 
which means that there is nothing too bad that you have done or currently doing, currently caught up in, that you can't come to Jesus right in the midst of that situation, right in the midst of that sin, and come to him and him receive you because he knows your humanity. But, love, you are not too bad. I don't care what your family member has told you. You are not just like your father. You are not just like your mother. And you're not going to turn out the same way your siblings turned out. You are your own person. God made you you unique. As a matter of fact, he made you fearfully and wonderfully. Therefore, you need to come, come and join this family of believers. Become a Christian, not because it's a cool thing to do, although I think it's cool. You don't do it because it's a trending thing to do. You don't do it because everybody's claiming to be a Christian these days. You do it because you know that you need a Savior. and You know that Jesus is, Jesus of Nazareth is the only true living Savior. He's the only true living God. You know that somewhere in your spirit you know that. You know that. So tonight is your night. You're not too bad. I don't care what you've been told. You can erase that all all, all out your head right now. And for somebody else, it means that you're not too good. You can't get around around Jesus one way or the other. You You can't be too low for him, which means too bad, or you can't be too high, too good. You still need him. So whether... You've been bad or been good, it don't even matter. You still need Jesus. You're not too good that you can't come to Jesus. No matter how good you've been, here's the key thing. No matter how good you think you are, because we can we can always think one thing and it'd be something totally different. So it don't matter how good you think you are, you still need Jesus. You are not exempt from temptation. You are not exempt. If Jesus had to deal with temptation when he was a man on this earth, you do too. And what better person to help you through it? What better person than Jesus? What better person than the Holy Spirit to help you through your temptation so that you will not fall. Somebody, you will not fall. Yes, you have fallen in the past, but you're getting up, and after tonight, you will not fall because the Holy Spirit will be there. You will receive on tonight. You are not exempt from temptation, from being tempted. You are not exempt from doing and saying things you shouldn't. Therefore, you need Jesus just like the rest of us through this right to make it into eternity in peace. And that's what you want. You want to make it into eternity in peace because there will be an an eternity for you, which means that wherever you end up, it's not going to end. It's going to be forever going on and on and on. Therefore, you want to end up in the right place and in peace because there will be an eternity, either in hell or in the presence of Jesus. The Bible says in hell, the rich man lifted up his eyes. Which means, which tells me, if he lifted up his eyes, that means he was aware. It means he was alert and that he still had mobility. That's something to think about. That's in Luke 16, verses 22 and 23, King James Version. But, love, you don't want that. You don't want to lift up your eyes in hell and know that you're in hell. First of all, you don't want to be in hell. Then turn around and know where you are. You don't want that. 
You don't want to lift up your eyes and know that you're in hell. No, you want to lift up your eyes and realize that you're in the peace of God, that you that you feel the peace that surpasses all understanding and know that you now have eternal peace and that you are with Jesus. Philippians 4 and 7, 4 and 7 from the New King James. The second, the second Corinthians 5 and 8 from the New King James says, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. But here's the big question for tonight. It's always the big question. You got to really answer this. Who is your Lord? It says to be absent from the body to be present with the Lord, but who is your Lord? I told you there is only one, but that don't mean that you're serving that one. But on tonight, you can switch partners, glory to God. It's time you made Jesus your Lord and Savior. Romans 10, verses 9 and 10 tells you how to do that. Romans 10, verse 9 through 10 says, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved, for it's with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it's with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. So I need you to open up your mouth on tonight and repeat after me. Jesus, I confess with my own mouth that I am a sinner in need of you. I repent for any wrong actions, wrong words spoken or thoughts I've had. I believe with my heart that you are the Son of God, raised from the dead. I need you, I want you as my Lord and Savior. With the faith with faith as little as a mustard seed, I believe, I receive. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Come. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Now, because Philippi always deal, deals with real issues, for those of you that don't know, the vision statement for this ministry is Philippifier, seeking to help you where you hurt, which simply means we deal with real issues using the Bible as a reference. So since we deal with real issues every week, the Holy Spirit has led me to not open the phone lines because it would be better. The Holy Spirit says it would be better if you, for talking to me in private one-on-one off the air. So I no longer open the phone lines in obedience to the Holy Spirit. And I've had the pleasure of speaking to many of you in private and ministering to you however the Holy Spirit has led. So if you're one of those persons on tonight and you know that you need me to minister to you however the Holy Spirit leads, you be sure to Reach out to me for prayer or Bible-based consultation by calling or texting 865-408-8690. That's 865-408-8690. One more time, 865-408-8690. Or you can email prolificfire at gmail.com. Some people prefer to email, and that's just fine, prolificfire at gmail.com. If you miss the number or the email or whatever, don't worry about it. Whatever social media site that you are familiar with this ministry is flyer from, whatever site you saw this, the ministry's flyer on, whether it was face, one of my Facebook pages or on Twitter or or on Instagram, wherever you're familiar with the with this flyer for the ministry, go back to to that particular site, thank you for following me on whatever social media platform it is. The information will be posted about the phone numbers, the phone number and the email address as well. 
So don't worry about it. It'll be up immediately following tonight's service. Now, I look forward to ministering to each of you. But please don't call me playing because I'm serious about the Lord. Some people have been playing and you will get blocked. But if you are serious about the Lord and you're really going through something and you need a word from the Lord, you need the Holy Spirit to speak to you, you need prayer, then please call. Don't hesitate to call. Call or text or email, whatever is convenient for you. If you call and I miss the call, I will call you back. Don't worry about it. I will call you back as soon as possible. Or if you text me, I will text you back as soon as possible. Now, other announcements. If you need this ministry, it's PayPal info or Cash App info. You can access the PayPal by going to paypal.me slash prolificfire. That's paypal.me slash prolificfire. Or you can use Cash App. Prolific Fire does have a cash app. It's a dollar symbol in the ministry's name, Prolific Fire. Thank you for everybody that has sown into this ministry. I pray that, pray that the Lord give it back to you 36 to 100 fold, wherever you need it the most, according to your faith, be it unto you. That's what I like about God. It ain't, it's, it's not depending on nobody else's faith. It is, it's depending on your faith, according to your faith. Be it unto you. I pray that he give it back to you in the area that you needed the most. Thank you again. As usual, you can find me on Twitter at Prolific Fire on Instagram at Property Saves. I like the Prolific Fire Ministry Facebook page. Also, I have a new Facebook page. It's called Five Minutes of Focus. You can look that up. Five is, is not the word five, but the number five. Five Minutes of Focus. Look that up. Pray that you be blessed. I think that you will by checking out that new page. Also, check out prolificfire.com. You can do everything that I name from donating to sending in your prayer requests. Also, if you want to sponsor a child, you can reach out to me over the phone or in an email, or you can go right there on prolificfire.com and find out more about World Vision. I've been a sponsor for 24 years, sponsoring different children. I've been a child ambassador for two years, I think, two years, almost three. Therefore, I'm always looking to connect beautiful children who need a sponsor to help them have a better life for food, education, and clothes and water. If you're interested in being Jesus' hands and feet and caring for a child in need, and really starting a relationship with that child and getting to know them and seeing them prosper and grow and get an education and really sowing a seed that will last in a child's life, reach out to me about that. Or you can go back to the whatever social media platform you know me from. I posted some some pictures of the children that need sponsors this weekend. I post every Saturday so you can go. And just scroll through all the content until you find the children. The link is there. And sponsor a child with me. Thank you in advance for that. That will make me so happy. be the best Christmas present for me and for them. So please do that. If you don't reach out to me and get your perfect request in for whatever reason, your next opportunity will be on Friday night with my sister in ministry properties 
participate. Make sure you join her as a time of prayer and encouragement. Friday night, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. That's 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. By calling the same number that many of you called tonight, 347-426-3782. Your prayer request will be taken. So call in. The phone lines will be open. Then join me back here on Prolific Fire. The date will be December the 20th, which means I'm going to do my Christmas message, but it's still it's going to be about real issues because that's the way the Lord has anointed me. So tune back in for that. It should be powerful. I pray that it will be anyway. So tune back in, same time, same place. With all of that being said, thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and everybody have an awesome night in the Lord. I'm out.